perspective from a divine place that says, I only have the highest intentions for you to become the highest manifestation of yourself, to be loved and to be loved. Here, here's my message for you. Hi, Raw and Revolution Tribe. It is so good to be here with you today. This is Kristen Rice. Hello, everyone. Brittany Relier here. And we are so excited. We are doing just a girlfriend-style conversation today um, where we're going to be talking about angel cards and what they are, how to use them as a tool, how Brittany and I have used them in the past, how we use them now, our experiences with them and how you can use them in your daily life. And I'm just so fun to be opening up this topic and be just chatting with Brittany about it because um, we both, I know, use them so much. <laughs> this is a conversation we would be having anyway. Right. I was so just welcome. telling her, I was like, we need to like start doing this with a cocktail in hand. So we just feel like we're just girlfriend vibing it up and, or kombucha, you know, if it happens to be eight o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. In a fancy glass, you know, no big deal. Heck yeah. Why don't you open us up with your definition of what angel cards are? Because I heard you talking to someone the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a beautiful explanation. Sure. Angel cards or otherwise known as oracle cards, which are just such a fantastic tool for connection and reflection in our daily life. Um, so what they are, just if you've never even heard the concept of them, they are usually a set or deck of cards that have different um, images, different messages on them. Each card deck is very unique to one another. And so they can be looking at either animals um, that might have certain messaging, or they could be angels, very specific angels, like different archangels or archangels. I don't know. I always go back and forth between pronouncing it different ways. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I just go with it. <laughs> or they could just have very practical, realistic messages on them. And one thing that I think is super important, I think this is what we were talking about, Brittany, the other day, is that they are very different from tarot cards. Tarot cards, they have a very specific, um, it's almost like a playing deck where there's, you know that there is a two of clubs, you know that there's a jack of clubs, you know that there's a two of hearts. Same thing with tarot cards. They have four different suits along with um, kind of court cards and major arcana. And that's something that we're going to get into with a guest because we really want to bring on somebody that has more awareness to the actual tarot deck because it is such a very specific um, set of meanings behind each card that then can have its own individual interpretation into your life. But angel cards and oracle cards are tools that I use to connect into the universe, to connect into my spirit guides connect into my own intuition and subconscious and a way that you can use them as a tool for your spiritual growth, your spiritual understanding, and just a way that you can connect into the greater support system that you have. I think that's kind of my key definition, Brittany. I'm interested to know if you think I'm missing anything. There. No, I think you are spot on. And it's just another thing I want to add to these angel cards is they are so gorgeous. So if you mm -hmm. appreciate art, just even to have a deck to just look at, it's just, it's like they're art. And I feel like that's what's so appealing and probably why Chris and I have so many decks. Because we're just <laughs> so like, oh my gosh, these are so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's so funny too, because different people will be attracted to different decks and we'll certainly give you kind of what our favorites are. Like for me, it's so important that the imagery is really beautiful and calls out to me because I'm just a person who really appreciates beauty and aesthetic. But then for some people, they might be moved by more of a monochromatic type of card or something that's more earthy or, you know, everybody has their own card decks that they're going to be really attracted to. And I love to gift cards out. Too. It's such a great gift. I every actually every deck of cards that I have has been a gift to me. That's so it's beautiful. Like, so they're so special. And I mean, I'm so I think if you're looking for angel cards and you're just kind of overwhelmed, go towards the art aspect and what you are called towards because 
I go into stores all the time and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm like, I want this one and this one. And I think that that just, hey, attention to your intuition and what deck of cards that you're guided to. So if you are looking for a deck after this conversation, that's a really great way to kind of uh, approach this because there's so many, but as Kristen explained, that that's the, they all have the pretty much the same gist of what they're going to provide you. It's just what you're called to. Yeah. And I will definitely go through too, like the different types of stores and where you can find cards at, because I know that's probably when question is like, well, where the hell do you even find these things? <laughs> these like more woo, like types of things that we're talking about. Um, and we, you know, as we're looking through our favorite cards, we can definitely let you know totally. in the different places you can find them. But one of the things I also love about angel cards is that it's very non-denominational from a, if you're practicing a certain religion or if you have a certain faith. And so if you don't necessarily really self-describe yourself as like a super spiritual or woo-woo or metaphysical person, you can be any other faith and use these as a tool. Absolutely. And one of the reasons I love angel cards as the title is because it is that. So if you are, for example, I was raised super Christian. If you have a Christian faith, this is a tool that helps you connect into those angels that are already there and supporting you that you've been learning about your whole life and that you've like believe that they're there for you, but you're not necessarily connecting to them on a personal level, on like an interpersonal, like I can have a personal relationship with these angels that are here to support me. And you can, like, that's the beautiful thing. I call on Archangel Michael, Gabrielle, Raphael, and Uriel daily in my meditation. They come and they support me. They actually hold the four pillars of my meditative space that I create to like it's give beautiful. me boundaries. And every single day I like, as I release them for my meditation, I'm just like humbled and so grateful that they are there for me to support me. And we all have that capability because that's the whole point of angels is that they are these beings of higher levels of consciousness and truth and vibration and understanding. And they're available for every single one of us if we call on them and if we cultivate that relationship with them. And they don't have the same constraints as we have in physical form. They can be here for every single one of us at the exact same time. Yeah. It's so crazy. And everyone's relationship with them and connection is totally different. And that's the beautiful thing. So, you know, you could have a conversation and communicate and connect with them via these cards or in prayer, but necess not necessarily sit with them in meditation. Everyone yeah. is so different and there's no right or wrong. So true. I mean, I just started, right, incorporating this into my meditations. and my relationship with them has changed throughout the different years of even just like having an awareness that they were there or that they could be called upon or understanding that relationship and how connected we actually are. Like it's not this unseen thing that they're just operating when they feel like it's necessary. It's like, no, we, there's actually a personal responsibility to cultivate a relationship as well, but that's up to you what that relationship looks like and where you cultivate that. And also, if you are uncomfortable with the word angels, like you don't have to have a relationship with the angels to also use this tool. You can have a rela relationship with your own spirit guides, which we will also do a podcast about. And we have a fantastic guest actually coming on to talk to us about spirit guides. One of my dearest friends and teachers, April Waldman, who is just amazing. She like can tell you all the different types of spirit guides, like how they're guiding us in our life, how to look for them, how to listen for them. So that's going to be coming up. I think we're going to meet with her in August. So we'll that's probably- so exciting. Yeah, posting that at the end of August for people to learn how to get in touch with their own spirit guides. Cannot wait for that. Uh, but the whole point is this tool can be used no matter what your relationship is with um, the divine because it also can just be used as a reflection tool about how it is you're feeling in your own intuition that you may not be listening to, how you might be struggling to uh, really live what you're feeling, live what you're hearing, because there's a way in which our mind and our fear takes over and allows our intuition to get buried and clouded if we are not, if we haven't cultivated a relationship with listening to that. Right. Absolutely. So if this is a little woo-woo and everyone's like, what the heck are they talking about? Let's <laughs> kind of, we're going to walk you through kind of our relationship, how it's evolved over the years with these cards and just kind of our practice and how we, how we use these beautiful tools. So I think 
the first thing that comes up for me in, um, when you get a new deck, I, my mentor who actually introduced me to angel cards, who is my, my aunt, she had a sacred practice of when you open a deck to make sure you spend some time with it, like literally go through and touch every card and just put your energy into that card. And these cards are very sacred and to not necessarily allow a lot of hands outside of yours to touch these because this is your energy in there. So before you even start to shuffle your cards, so just make sure that you spend some time with them and really put your energy into each card so that you can really connect. And then when you are ready for that, I mean, every deck has a book that comes with it and there's some beautiful directions and guidelines um, that they suggest, but I feel like everyone shuffles a little bit differently. Uh, when you're shuffling and you're kind of, you know, moving the cards around, it's really important to just settle in and connect and close your eyes and really set your intention for this session with the angel cards. What are you looking to get out of it? And it can be something very specific, or you can just be kind of open to any message. And honestly, it's what feels intuitive to you. I know Kristen cuts the deck and sometimes I just shuffle until ones fall out and I'm just you know, or I feel this intuitive hit to stop shuffling. So I'm kind of all over the place. Honestly, every day, it feels a little bit different on how I shuffle my decks. But it's usually just I, I shuffle and wait for cards to fall out on their own. Um, yeah, and I feel like too, I feel like you can definitely certainly have your own practice with changing it as you go, because it is based on your intuition, you are absolutely. kind of being guided in the moment to what's right in that moment. But I do feel like when you're just starting out, um, sometimes having a specific ritual is actually really nice because it can make you feel more confident in the cards you're drawing. I know when I first started out, I would, um, and Brittany alluded, like, I like to shuffle my cards. And so I would shuffle and shuffle and shuffle until I felt like it was a good time to stop. And then I cut the deck twice and then would pull the top card. And so I knew, and even though I was always cutting the deck in different places. So I, I felt like intuitively my hands were being guided to where I needed to cut the deck, but I rested a lot of faith in knowing that my guides and my angels and all the, my support system and my, myself knew exactly how I was going to shuffle that deck so that they could arrange the cards in the right way. Cause I was putting more emphasis on what they were doing than what I was doing now that I'm really comfortable with this practice. And I'm really comfortable with my own intuition and my own I've cultivated that practice. Like you said, I can do whatever I want because I know that I'm actually, I feel like if I do something different, it's because I'm actually being guided to do something different versus feeling like people have to get in on my system. So again, it's like, trust your intuition. I know for me personally, when I first started having a really like set ritual helped me feel more confident in the cards I was getting, that I was getting the right messages. But if you're not a structure person and that doesn't make sense to you, you don't have to start like that, right? Everybody has their own way in which they can start. Absolutely. And I, I honestly think when I first started, I would fan them out in front of me versus just hold them. And I would just pull ones that felt I was just attracted to. Yeah. Um, And we did that the other day, like Brittany and I, um, we both pulled, we were together and we both were pulling cards for our specific meeting. We were like, okay, what are, what's the energy? What's the messages? What do we need to be in our consideration point for this meeting? And so we spread them out between us because we were both pulling cards. And so that way, um, we could be, we could be guided to which cards were ours within the deck and within the messages. So even just the the different way in which that you might be doing it or what you're trying to get out of it might be different or what, you know, if you've got multiple people involved, that can change. Totally. And when I, when we do that, it's face down, right? So we're not like, Ooh, let's pick this one. This one looks good. Like we're looking at I want the abundance card. That felt awesome. Yeah. So with all of this, (laughs) it is face down. We don't know. We're just pulled to a car. We don't know what's on the other side of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's so interesting because Brittany started with these so much earlier than I I think you said the other day. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I didn't even realize that. That's really amazing that you started using these tools when you were 18 years old. I didn't start until 10 years later. I mean, I didn't start until just the last five years. 
so that's really interesting to me how maybe your the way you've used them has changed over time. Yeah, absolutely. So like I had said, my my mentor, who is uh, my my aunt Lori, we call her Aunt Lo. She is very spiritual, and she really has been my catalyst into diving into spirituality, especially at such a young age. And I remember her. Um, she would do readings with me and I was probably like 15 or 16 years old. And I just like thought it was the coolest thing ever. And that's really what got me so interested in all things, self-help, angels, spirituality, all of that. So I remember she gifted me one of her decks when I was probably 18. And I remember bringing it to college and obviously I was like hiding it under the bottom drawer of my desk. Like I wasn't (laughs) whipping those out at parties. There's no way. It was something that was so sacred to me and I thought I was a little bit weird and I wasn't, you know, necessarily, I would, I would share it with my closest girlfriends and I would do readings for them. And, you know, I wasn't super, I wasn't as connected as I am now, but I was just remember being so blown away by how connected I felt to the message that I was receiving. It was constantly like these aha moments where I'm like, yes, like give me clarity on maybe why I was feeling a certain way, or maybe I was stuck somewhere. And I, I had always believed just from my, from growing up and, you know, I was raised Catholic for a while, that there was always a higher force or a guiding force that was with me and helping me along the way. And my grandmother, who was actually my aunt's mom, was such a strong, strong person for me in that way, because her house was just covered in angels. She had like angel things everywhere. She had crystals and she had the cards and she was super into meditating. And I just had always heard her say, you know, my angels are looking after you. I talked to my angels today. They're with you. So as a young kid, I just grew up believing that angels were with me. So now I had a tool in a way that I felt like I could really communicate with them. And it and it's felt like by using these cards, it's felt like a way that I can collaborate with them and really have almost a two-way conversation with them versus just before I probably, I've done a lot of like praying and stuff like that, but to actually have something tangible in front of me and feel like I'm giving an intention out there and then receiving something back was just so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously over time, my relationship with them has, has grown. So we'll get into that a little bit later, but it just was a way for me to feel like I was interacting. I was listening to them. I was Mm -hmm. getting perspective and I feel so fortunate at such a young age to have had visibility to this and practice to this. And like I said, it it was there and, you know, it would come and go. There'd be a couple of years where I wouldn't even look at them. And then years where I feel like I really needed them. Um, But now having such a beautiful practice, it just brings gratitude to the people that brought this to me in a way and introduced me. And it just makes me feel connected to them as well. Yeah. I love what you said about the shift to listening outside of just prayer, because I think one of the reasons why I love this tool so much and wanted to bring this out and like we wanted to talk about this is because it does create a two-way dialogue where we're kind of taught in more traditional religious senses. Um, Yes, prayer is so powerful. Prayer is powerful. Talk to God. Ask for what you ask for the miracles you want to see happen. Um, Have a conversation. One of the more profound things that I had, I've learned is, is that prayer is talking to your higher power and meditation is really listening. And I see that the cards are also meditation is just one tool cards are another tool of a way of listening to God. And when I think about all the angels and I think about um, all of our spirit guides and I think about all that is there to, to really support us, this whole universe. And I used to use the word universe instead of God because I wasn't, I had my moments where I just wasn't comfortable with the word God because I was seeing it in a different light than my Christian upbringing, but it it wasn't that it was different. It was just more expansive. And so I wanted a word to capture that more expansive definition. And so I I would always say like, oh, the universe is supporting me. The universe is doing this. And so if you're not comfortable with the word God, then great. Substitute whatever it is that you are comfortable in there. And I use them all interchangeably and as probably will as we go through this conversation, but all the angels, all the spirit guides, all that's available to us, it 
it's all part of the higher power in your life. Like it's, they're not separate. And that's one of the, um, you know, more esoteric spiritual truths is that actually it's all connected and it's all one. It's just working in different ways for us. The angels are just like different faces of God or different qualities of God that are supporting us and showing up for us. So being able to have a tool where you can actually listen and get um, perspective from a divine place that says, I only have the highest intentions for you to become the highest manifestation of yourself, to be loved and to be loved. So here, here's my message for you. Here's what I want you to hear. Here's what I want you to understand. And I do think sometimes opening up that channel to listen can be really scary, especially when we know in our hearts and in our gut and in our intuition that's connected with the divine. When we know that we're not on the right path or we know that something needs to change, it can be really scary to listen in. But that's actually when we need to listen in the most because that gives us the confidence and the courage to actually make those changes knowing that it isn't just us thinking this, but that it actually is, you know, everything that's greater that's here to support us, also cheering us on to do the right thing for ourselves. And so for me, I know that the catalyst to me changing my life, um, I don't know, like six years ago, I my time frame, like <laughs> you guys, I will probably confuse you throughout this because it just like all blurs together. But some years ago, <laughs> about six, about six, somewhere in that range. Um, I was like in a really dark place and Brittany was there to witness this like Cincinnati days into my Cincinnati run era <laughs> era. Yeah. That shit show. <laughs> that, yeah, that place. That's when I got my first angel card deck. And I was in, I don't want to say a bad relationship because it wasn't a bad relationship. It was just not the healthiest relationship. Um, we loved each other very deeply. And it certainly had, was a catalyst for so much for both myself and him. And it gave me so many fantastic experiences and uh connections and relationships in my life. However, there was a way in which I knew that it wasn't good for me. Like it had become really toxic, um, both because of my health, my emotional health and his emotional health. And I remember very vividly that we were on the phone. I was like sitting on my couch. I had just gotten my first angel card deck from Amazon and it was like sitting next to me on my couch. I'm like watching Netflix, binging Netflix and eating a pint of ice cream like Naturally. all girls do when they're depressed right <laughs> or at least most of the girls I know <laughs> it's a thing it's real yeah and it was like I was in a super depressed place I just wasn't I wasn't like leaving my house I was such a recluse and and he was coming back from like a boy's trip I think it was like a bachelor party or like something like that and I was planning on moving to the city that he lived in. I was like looking for places. I was interviewing for jobs. And on the phone, he, he said, you know what, Kristen, I don't think that moving here is going to make you happy. I don't feel like it's going to change anything. And I think you're going to be just as miserable. And my first reaction was like, F you. Like we've been dating for three years. You don't want me to move to your city. Like what the hell? Like, and then here's me hearing you say that now. And I'm like, oh, what a beautiful gift. I know. <laughs> exactly. It's so funny. Like when we're in it, it just, I felt like I'd been just sucker punched in the stomach because it was my ego was going, what the hell? Like this person I love doesn't want me to move to be with him. And in that moment, I, ha I actually heard a voice, which is so funny because like at that time, I didn't realize that it was actually like something outside of me, but it, it said like, you can't do this anymore. And I got off the phone and I was, I was definitely upset and I had just gotten the angel cards and I opened up the deck for the very first time. I shuffled the deck and I had never seen the cards before ever. I, I didn't even do what you told me, like just said, which is such a beautiful thing to do and what I definitely do now, but I hadn't even looked at the cards at all. And I said, okay, I'm going to give this thing a try. And I said, um, I really just need guidance on what I'm supposed to do here. 
and I shuffled the cards and I pulled, I kid you not, the card, the name of it is Walk Away. Chills. Oh my gosh. It is literally was a, this beautiful woman, like this flowy dress, like walking away from something. And it said, walk away. And that is me. <laughs> I was like, oh, just floored. Cause my, right. The whole thing was, I can't do this anymore. I need, I need to get like, not be in this relationship anymore. I need guidance. Here we go. And then I got the walk away card and it's just this confirmation of what I already knew to be true, what I knew in my intuition, what I knew in my gut. And it was just somebody saying, yes, this is not serving you anymore. You don't need to be in this relationship. And I did pull another card and it was this garden in the gate where it was, um, where the woman was like just in this beautiful garden, but it was really small and gated off. And then outside of her was just this beautiful lush nature as a garden, right? Like the world as a garden. And it was all about like staying safe and staying with what you know and being trapped in the fear of wanting safety and security. And so that actually caused me to ask the question, okay, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. I don't want to be in Cincinnati anymore because I'm not happy here. I don't want to be at my job anymore. Like, What the hell do I want to do? And it just opened up everything for me because I just felt like I had like somebody was on my side. They, they were pushing me into a direction that I knew I was supposed to be going. And it allowed me to do the deeper self-inquiry to find out what it is that I wanted to do, which was travel. Cause I'd always wanted to travel and I never had, but those cards were just like the beautiful confirmation. And that was my first experience. And I was like, Oh, this is something Amazing. like this. Obviously there's something here. And I wasn't even super connected into myself. I had just been reading some spiritual stuff and I believed in all these things. I believed in crystals. I believed in spirit guides, but I didn't really, I wasn't in it. I wasn't like connected. Right. I was so disconnected. And yeah. so even when you're in a place of disconnection, you can still receive the messages, which I think is such a beautiful, just knowing. Yeah. It's so powerful. What a beautiful story. I mean, I've, I've heard bits and pieces of that, but to hear it again is just like, it's so powerful. And, you know, I've had moments in my life that are similar, that it's really been a push in the direction where it was just like, okay, sometimes we just need someone to, like you said, be on our side and reassure us that what we're thinking is the right thing. I just did air quotes because it's really <laughs> no right thing, but it's just like, for me, it's always been like that push. It's like, yes, Brittany. Yeah. You're, you're on your way. Just keep going. <laughs> and because oftentimes what we know to be true in our intuition and in our gut is often the reason why we don't act right away is because it's counter what we feel is counterintuitive to what we've been taught or what we think you're supposed to do from like, you know, for me to like just up and quit my job and do all these things. Like that's like not what you're supposed to do. Right. It's not what to just like take off and sell everything I own and just get a one-way ticket to Asia is not the norm. I mean, it's frowned upon. Yeah. Most, <laughs> most people thought, I mean, the people in my life thought that I was actually, I don't want to say that not everybody in my life, my family, my extended family was actually incredibly supportive because when I told them, I was like, here's the deal. Like I'm miserable and I need to do something different. Like what I'm doing is not working. So I've got to do, if I don't change anything, nothing's going to change. And they were so supportive, but there were people who were very consumed in their fear story that thought what I was doing was the most, you know, ridiculous thing in the world. And so sometimes when our intuition is pushing us in a place that's that fear comes up a lot around, we actually need that confirmation to move forward. And a lot of times we don't have that support in our life to actually push us forward and propel us forward and say, yes, this is okay. This is okay for you to go and do this exploration, even though on paper, it might not make sense. Right. What a great journey you've been on. And still going. It's still going. And there's <laughs> <laughs> These cards are still working for you. So I think that's just an important thing to acknowledge is, you know, your relationship with this tool can change to what your needs are, to where you are in life. And I know for both of us, our um, experience, our relationship with the this tool, Angel Cards, has definitely changed over the years. Um, I know for me, especially since I started at such a young age where I just like was, Oh, this is awesome. This is cool. There's part of me that like really believed this, but there was also a big part of me that was, um, 
still figuring my shit out, right? I was young. I didn't, I wasn't really connected. I was very disconnected. Um, and I just remember <laughs> just looking back, it was just so silly. Um, at first I would, and I think it's important to talk about, I know we talked about shuffling, but there's different spreads depending on what you're looking for. And if you, that's another great structure, right? So if you're wanting something on purpose or career or relationships or abundance, most decks have a spread in the beginning of the book where you can lay out the cards in a specific way, a specific pattern. And they will tell you, okay, this first card means this represents the situation right now. And this card is, you know, what you've learned in the past. So whatever the, um, the layout is, I would do that because I really did need the structure. And I always found that I was using my deck when I was younger for situations where I just really needed support. It was definitely not a daily practice for me at all. It was really when I was struggling with something, I would come to the deck. And a lot of times I kind of used it as like my magic eight ball because I had like this idea in my head of how I wanted something to work out. And I wanted the angel cards to reflect what I wanted my outcome to be. That's really not the way to do that. That was like, <laughs> but it's so human. It's, it's like, so, human. so what so we do, do like, that. no, this relationship's supposed to work. Like I want to no, this card means this. Stop telling me to walk away. <laughs> But as I grew into my own and into my power, it was really good for me because it changed my perspective. And it was, you know, you're faced with some realities that maybe you don't necessarily want to face in your life. And that was kind of a big eye opener and a big positive, you know, aspect of using these cards in my life where it was like, okay, let's look at some of the shit that you are, you're pushing down and you're not wanting to deal with. And you know, it's so consistent. Like there's times where I get the same card every single time. And it's just, that message is so strong and it's just, you're being called to listen to it. And so, like I said, I released expectations of how I wanted things to turn out in my life and, um, started to change how I use the card. So I was really open to the message I was receiving and was okay if I didn't necessarily know what it meant because sometimes we don't and sometimes mm -hmm. it's extremely intuitive. You're like, oh my gosh, yes, this totally connects to this aspect of my life. That's something to look forward to, I would say, because it is really exciting, but it's also exciting to have a little bit of mystery too of, oh, wow, something might happen a couple of days later and you're like, holy crap, like this mm -hmm. totally came up in my reading the other day. Like yeah. that's, that is where like the, it's not even like we need proof, but it's just like, I feel like it strengthens our connection to this tool and to the angels that they really do have our back and they really are guiding us. So many of us, I feel like are looking for a sign, like, oh, I just need a sign to make this decision or to go this direction. And like this, this is like your sign, right? That's how I kind of started mm -hmm. to view it. I was just like, I've been asking for these signs, but why don't I just like literally go to the source and connect with my guides and my angels that are always around me. So it's definitely been an evolution in my relationship with them and how I use them. And now it's really, I sit down, it's become mostly a daily practice for me. It's in my morning routine. And if I have something specific that I'm kind of like chewing over or is on my mind, I'll ask about it. But usually I like to just be super open and just say, what would you like me to know? Like, what is your message for me today? And then I follow that up with like a journaling practice. So I'll, I'll do my, my reading with my angels and then I'll follow it up by by kind of writing whatever that prompted me or whatever that brought up for me. And it's just such a great way for not only to connect to the angels, but to connect to yourself and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Just uh, to like bring you kind of into the moment, into the body. A lot of us just get on autopilot, I think, very easily. And we're mm -hmm. not actually looking at like what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis, how we're feeling on a day-to-day -day basis. And so it definitely, I love that you, you partner with journaling because I think that that's yeah. like a great daily ritual that can be integrated for sure. Totally. And like I mentioned before, I have multiple decks. So some days I'll just pick a deck that feels 
right for me that I'm called for. Some days I'll use all my decks because I feel like that is just a, you know, every deck's a little bit different and there's different aspects to different decks. So I just feel like it flushes out the message even more. And it's so cool. And when we did our reading together, it was just so interesting to see how connected we were as far as our cards. Because we had some very similar ones. Yeah, it was really interesting. Like we had some that were like the exact uh, reflection of each other, like with the same card, but masculine. One was masculine energy and one was feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Exact same card and it was reversed for both of us in our spreads in the same exact place. So that was really interesting. And that's one thing too, is that um, within the card deck, when you draw them, it's position, whether it's upright or whether it's upside down can also have different meanings. So, um, and as you get into it more, you'll start to see and start to get a feel for how it shows up. But some people believe that having, you know, having a card come upside down might mean that it's something negative, like negative. it's more of a negative thing, but actually it just shows us where in life we might need a little medicine, like what, mm -hmm. where we might need a little tender, loving care. I love that term because yeah. I was definitely the one that was like, crap, it came upside down. This isn't good, but it's just shifting my perspective. And after like, that's the medicine that I need. I'm like, awesome. Like, I totally don't mind if I get cards upside down now because it just opened me up to something bigger. And yeah. It's like, this is what, um, there's some, there's either some healing or a new perspective to look at or an energy shift that needs to happen or, just, yeah, something that needs to be heard to heal and move something in a different direction, which, you know, for, it was so funny because with our cards, the ones that reflected each other that were upside down, it was like, oh yeah, we, we need to move out of this. Like, yeah. Looking at this in this way, it was very, a very clear message for us. And I love the, like the one card pull that you were talking about where you just ask for, you know, what's, what message would you like me to receive today? That's actually how I start. Well, obviously there's the story that I told where it was like, there was a very particular situation. I was like, okay, I need guidance on this. But then as a, as a daily practice, it started to be, okay, what's my message for the day? Like, what is it that you would like me to have in my consideration set? And I would start my day with that. And, you know, sometimes they actually can be like warning signs. You know, sometimes there's this one deck that I love that's like super practical that, um, you know, has, you know, a woman, the thinking woman, and if it's reversed, you know, it kind of means that somebody's not thinking about your best interest, right? So that you might have some kind of relationship, whether it be personal, you know, romantic partnership, whatever, where somebody's actually not thinking about your best interest. And they're just, it, the cards are kind of telling you, hey, be on the lookout that like, maybe somebody doesn't have the best, most pure intentions in this area, which is nice. It's nice to know. It's nice to have that kind of thought process or that awareness. And so I do like that because it kind of like allows you to just take a fresh look at things, especially we all have our own different ways in which we are. Like I'm like a super trusting person. So sometimes it's necessary for me to hear that message or else I would just end up letting people do whatever. And one thing that I shifted to though with my cards is that um, when I sink in and sit down is I always take a moment and I, I would call on my guides. And now I actually, like I say, a, you know, kind of, I guess a prayer where it's, you know, I'm calling on all, I'm calling on my guides and angels at the highest level of light, love, compassion, and grace. And, you know, sometimes those words will change. It's just whatever comes up in my mind. But the reality is, is, you know, before when I first started, it was like, we have so many people who are surrounding us on a daily basis in a way that's so supportive, like our old family members, you know, um, like to stick around and check on us from time to time. And so they may be wanting to come through with messages too, which is beautiful. However, you know, as I'm looking at expanding myself and becoming my highest version of myself, I really want to connect in with the angels and guides that are of that high, high level of vibration of knowing what's in my best interest, like truly in my best interest, right? Because you could have like a family member that's like, no, I just don't want you with that person because they're not whatever, right? You just would get a different way in which they would show up for you, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful to be supported by family members. And it's also a way you can use the cards. If you have somebody who's passed that like you want to connect in with, there's like a way you could call on them. And it's not to say like people after they've moved on, 
they actually do have busy lives on the other side. So they may not be completely on call. However, you know, it's a way in which you can try to cultivate even a relationship in that way. Absolutely. One of my favorite decks actually has a card and it's from a member who has passed over and it's just like, here's a message from your loved one. And they just want you to know that they're happy and, you know, healthy and they're sending you so much love. So it's not like an eerie, like communication, like they're telling you something. It's just like, and I often, I'm like, when I see that card and it comes up for me, it's like, I intuitively know who it is in my Mm -hmm. life and I just send them love. And it's just such a nice practice to just remember. And I love that. Yeah. And I think trusting your intuition is so important too, because, and this will change over time. The more that you use tools like this, the more you're cultivating your intuition and you're listening to that part of yourself, that divine part of yourself that's, that's always with you. For me at first, when I started using the cards, I would rely solely on the book, the companion book that came with the card. So like I draw a card, I'd open up the book, I'd read whatever it said. And then I would like think about how it applies in my life. Now I draw my card and the practice is different every day. Sometimes like you, like it'll be whichever deck or decks I'm called towards. Sometimes it'll just be one deck. Sometimes it'll be three. You know, I just kind of use my own internal guidance and intuition on that. But at first I would just draw my one card and I'd pull up the book and I'd read the book and then I'd figure out how it related to my life. So I was using more of my mind, which is okay because I think there's a way in which we have to get comfortable with it. And there's that dance and that the using your mind and and connecting the dots can be very confirmatory. But now I draw my cards and I read the meaning of the card first with my intuition. So I say like, oh, if there's a message on the card, if there's imagery, like what is it that I can relate to in my life right now that Mm -hmm. connects with those cards? You know, like yesterday I did a card spread and like each card that I drew had a symbol on the third eye region. And I was like, oh, I'm being told something about my third eye. Right. But like, that's not necessarily what those cards mean, but the imagery, because it was consistent across all three cards was telling me a story in addition to the other meanings of the cards. And the more that you, you know, get familiar with, with all the things, you'll start to see what sticks out for you. But, but now I, I read the cards first. And then if I feel like I am not entirely sure about the messaging that I'll go to the books to fill in the gaps for me. And I find that that's really helpful. And, you know, even like I said, with those warning cards uh, where it was like, oh, somebody doesn't have your best interest. Immediately somebody would pop in my head. And that's, you know, that's where we, it is that gut connection of like, we actually Mm -hmm. do know what the cards are saying and we do know what it's about. But then as soon as we get into like the analyzing of it, we start to second guess ourselves And so just looking to trust that you already have all the answers inside of you. And, um, you know, the cards are a tool, but like if you were to cultivate, you know, listening to your own intuition, that's also a way in which the universe and God delivers messages to us is through our intuition. So we actually have access to all of the answers that we're getting through the cards within us. And so if you're feeling like something is applying to something, it is. Yeah, absolutely. And some of the cards will, if you do refer to, you know, the explanation, some of them will give you an action, right? So sometimes they'll offer you Mm -hmm. a quote and that sometimes I will take and put, it will start my journal entry. You know, I will look and be like, okay, here's a quote. And it's usually guidance or action steps or how to move through this. And Mm -hmm. I will write that in my journal and then just kind of riff off of that, whatever comes up for me. So as you're looking for cards, it's really, you know, if you're looking for something that provides maybe some action steps or some quotes that you can take from, you know, maybe that's one that can kind of steer you in which deck you want to pick. And also just when you're starting, the book is so helpful because you're honestly able to kind of get to know them, right? You Mm -hmm. get to know, who, who they are and what they offer and how they support you. So even if you are not near your deck or you're just like really stressed out or you're really just needing some emotional help when you're like out somewhere or you're at dinner or at a bar with a bunch of people you don't really want to be with and you're starting to feel a certain way, you can kind of mentally call on that person and not call on that angel to kind of be with you in that time or to just send you some support and love. So it, it can grow outside of the actual practice of using the cards, which is so cool. Yeah. And they help you also get, just get in touch with more of the like 
more of the things, right? More, all the things. if you've got an angel card deck, that's really all angels. You start to learn about the different angels. If you have one that incorporates the chakra system, you start to learn about the chakra system. Exactly, It's a learning. Yeah. So it's, it's a so really interesting tool because you can learn on so many different levels. And one of the ways too, that I like to use cards that I just want to mention um, before, you know, we move on to whatever it is we're going to move on to in this conversation. Before we wrap it up. <laughs> is one of the ways that I also use cards now, which I find super helpful, is if I am, especially if it's like a difficult situation or a difficult conversation or um, something emotional that I'm experiencing, pulling a card to like help give me guidance for how to navigate that situation. Um, I've used cards for so like so many different meetings if I was going into like a challenging business meeting, like, okay, what, what message do I need to step into this meeting with? Like to know uh, for myself. And it's, again, it's like about how do I advocate for myself in a way that is, a, you know, is effective, is um, in line with my soul, is um, of the highest good for myself and everybody else as well. And so it can help give some really great, just um, considerations before doing anything challenging. And then I actually use cards too in coaching um, my clients. They don't even know it because- I know, I do the same thing too. Before I meet sometimes with clients and especially before I do my group coaching calls, I always pull cards to ask what it is that my clients need to receive. And so, you know, for example, for my group coaching calls, I call, I actually like get in the zone and I call on my guides and, and my angels. And then I call on my- my coaching clients, their guides of the highest, and again, this is super important, at the highest level of love, light, and compassion, so that I'm only attracting really positive energy to myself. Because um, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in energy to be influenced by, you kind of want it to be positive. Yeah, that's very important. <laughs> and if if there's some emotional wonkiness within people, then typically there's some wonky energy around too. So just making sure you're calling in like very clear and conscious energy. If anybody does like any therapy work or any counseling work or anything like that, um, just knowing that there's a way in which you want to call in positive energy, but I will pull cards for my group coaching calls and say, what are, are there any messages or anything that I may want to have in consideration as I'm working my way through this call? And inevitably somebody will say something. And I'm like, oh, this is, that was for them, yeah. you know, or it'll be just a greater theme that will come out. And it helps guide me in a way too, that I don't feel like my coaching is all on me. It's not completely on my training. It's also on, um, like I'm supported by the universe to, to deliver the messages that they need to hear in that moment in that, um, it's not really about me. It's just about doing the work for and facilitating for people. And I find that that's really helpful to get me out of that like ego place of like, oh, well, I've got to show up and provide and do this and X, Y, and Z. And it's like, no, actually, I just need to connect into the greater truth of things and then let it flow from there. And it feels so much easier and so much more impactful. Yeah. And I've done that before with clients. I've done that before with girlfriends where I'm just like, oh, she's really struggling with something. I know I'm about to have a conversation with her and I would do the same thing. I will kind of have that moment. And I'm like, if there is a message that I can kind of relate to her or help her see, like, please show me that. And, you know, it can kind of go in all areas of your life. I'm interested. Do you find yourself doing that with your family or like Finn? If you're just like, I don't know what this child needs. <laughs> what's going on in his head, but it's just, it's interesting to be able to tap in, um, and use that in your daily dialogue and just stuff going on. And I've done it before where I've taken my cards that I've pulled and put them in my purse, or I've left them on my desk for the day. You know, if they were just like really resonated with me and I just knew that I was going to need that reminder, I make sure that I am carrying that card with me or cards with me and visit them and kind of end my day by looking at them and just kind of reevaluating and reflecting. Um, so you're, you're really can find your own rhythm and routine and what works for you. There's really no right or wrong. It's, you can kind of do anything with this tool. Mm -hmm. So it works for you. Yeah. So I would just recommend picking, like finding a great deck that you love and just starting to play with it and seeing 
really what works for you. And I apologize if you guys can hear my cat purring. She will not leave me alone right now. So <laughs> we're just going to, we're just rolling with it. This is what happens when you have a home studio. So yeah, so I think, um, you know, really just finding a deck that really calls to you. And I'll share a couple of my favorite decks right now. Um, and we'll also put these in the show notes and maybe post them on Instagram so that you guys find them easily in case you're interested in trying one of ours. My st- favorite starter deck, this is the deck that I started with. And this is the deck that I gift anybody who's starting out with cards. And even like I gifted it to Brittany and she's a pro at cards, but I really loved, it's got very practical, actionable, like human messages. This is the one that had the walk away card. It has the garden in the gate, it's the thinking woman. It has one of the cards is literally financial constraints and it's, you know, whether or not it's right side up or upside down, it could mean that they are lifting or that they're coming, but it, it's a very easy one to understand what the message is referred to. So I yeah. feel like it's a really great starter deck and the imagery is insanely beautiful, which was another reason I was called to it. And it's Sandra Ann Taylor's Energy Oracle deck. And it's just absolutely beautiful imagery. I love the messaging. I still use it, even though I have, you know, other decks that I really am called to at this time. My more woo deck that's like, you know, like the rattle is the tool of the shaman, unleashes (laughs) all possibilities. Like my more like woo woo deck that's like really about kind of ancient symbolism and, and energy that I'm really, really loving. I believe that all of these things have their own like soul and life force, all, like even objects have their own soul. And so like this deck, the soul is just so deep and substantial. And that is the mystical shaman oracle deck. This imagery too, because I'm such an imagery person is just unreal, beautiful, but in a very earthy way. Most of the decks that I love are like super bright pop colors, pink and blues and purples. And this one's actually like, it's very muted, but the imagery is so unreal from like an art perspective that I just, it just makes my soul happy. So that's the Mystical Shaman Oracle deck. And then the, the, my other newest favorite deck, and I literally have like 10, but my newest favorite deck. She's not obsessed at all. <laughs> not obsessed at all with this, um, is... Rebecca Campbell's new deck, which literally just came out, I think in the last month or so. And it is beautiful. I'm so obsessed with it. I saw Kristen's last week and I was adoring it. I'm getting it. Yeah. It's so unreal. The imagery, the um, artwork is done by Danielle, Danielle Noel. I don't, I hope I'm saying that right, but she does the star child tarot deck and the moon child tarot and, or the moon deck, something like that. But the imagery on this, I mean, it is just so beautiful. It's like these pastel pink, purples, and blues with just the most amazing, intricate imagery. And the cards are really beautiful because they actually have, not only do they have the messages on the cards um, and, the, and the symbols on the cards, but they also, there's like four different suits where some are like calling you to actually move towards action. Some's calling for you to actually say a mantra to help heal something. There's just different ways in which that the different cards mean different things. I'm still getting to know this deck, but I, I was just struck immediately by how beautiful and powerful I felt like the deck and the messages were. So it's definitely one of my new favorite decks and I've only had it for a few weeks. So those are mine. And I'm not sure, Brittany, what your, what your faves are. I mean, I have to say my, my OG, my original one that I was gifted when I was 18 is, um, it's message from your angels and it's by Doreen Virtue. And I just love it so much. It's really easy to kind of understand has all the archangels and then there's just really powerful women in it. And they're just, their pictures are so beautiful. Um, and I really like the spreads that they set up for you. So there's the abundance spread, there's the relationship spread. Um, I, I usually use the spreads in this deck of cards the most. So, and I think it's, I just have a soft spot for it. It's the one I know the best and I can, you know, it's starting to get worn around the edges because I've used it so much. So I think it's probably always going to be my favorite. And then the other one that I'm loving right now is the one that Kristen gifted me, which is the energy Oracle deck that she talked about. I really like that one. That's the one that, um, I was explaining has a quote at the end 
on most of them. So I really take that and put that into my journaling practice. And it's, it is a great starter deck. I think both of these are really great starter decks. And um, I know Doreen Virtue is really popular with all the Angel 7. She has great artwork. And I have another one of her decks that's kind of like an angel slash tarot deck. So it's a little bit, little bit different. But I definitely recommend any of her work if you're kind of getting into the, the angel, angel world and exploring. So, and I'm definitely getting the Rebecca Campbell deck because it's just gorgeous. So beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. So I want to, you know, definitely if you guys um, buy a deck and start playing around with them, or if you've had a deck and you, you know, use them in a different way or anything, I'd love to hear your feedback. Love to hear how it is that you guys are using the deck and, and how you feel about this as a tool. Cause we'd love to you know, be on here and be chatting, but we also want to hear back from you. We want this to be a two-way conversation. So let us know on Instagram, um, how it is using angel cards. If you actually dive into it, we'd love to yeah. hear from you. And as Kristen said before, like she's gotten decks off Amazon. So it's really just where you are. If you want to research a lot of, you know, like a spiritual store or a metaphysical store, maybe that's probably what it would be under just a place that you would find crystals and incense and more of that type of stuff is where they'll usually have angel cards. Um, the other place that I know that has them and that's in most towns is um, Unity Church. It's kind of more of a spiritual church and they often have bookstores. I, I believe that that's where um, my my aunt got the deck that she gifted me. So that's something else that you could look into. If there is a bookstore connected to that, they often have some decks. Yeah. And I've honestly bought almost every single one of my decks off of Amazon. I think yeah. that's the best place. Yeah. I mean, cause they have all of them, right? So you can like look through and just see, and you know, the, the imagery on the box is often really depictive of the energy of the card. And so just feeling into which ones call to you, which ones resonate with you. You know, I've actually, I've gone into a spiritual bookstore, you know, here in Berkeley and they've had 25 decks of angel cards and I've left with none of them because it's overwhelming. Them, yeah. And none of them really resonated with me and, um, and then gone home and bought three decks off of Amazon. So I, <laughs> I think just whatever, if, if you feel like it's going to be hard to find a spiritual bookstore in your area, because I'm a little spoiled being in the Bay area. Um, and you were being in Boulder for a period of time. So Amazon is a great resource to buy these items. And if you're looking for angel cards and angel decks, they'll actually show you which ones are the most popular. They'll like list them out in number form. And you can also go to Instagram and like maybe even just type in the hashtag angel cards or Oracle deck, or some people might list it under tarot. Um, and just see which, what people are posting on Instagram and which ones like, imagery might resonate with you. There, there are all kinds of different decks that are just private that are sold by individuals. Um, yeah, absolutely. If you resonate with one that's by individual artists, obviously love to support them. Yeah. So um, if you liked today's episode and there's somebody in your corner you think would really benefit from this conversation, we would love for you to share the episode with a girlfriend. And really it's less for us, but more for, um, other people. We just want people to start to realize that these tools exist for them. So if anybody, uh, is resonating or thinking about somebody that might actually like this, we'd really love for you to share it. And also we're, we've decided to give away even more of Amber Ray's wonder over worry books because people yes. have loved them so much. So good. Yes. Just for any kind of review. And it doesn't matter what the review is like, you just review based on your own heart. If you send us a screenshot after you submit your review, there's like a little check mark that pops up and it says review submitted. Just send us a screenshot of that, either direct message us on Instagram or at raw and revolution, all spelled out. Or you can send it over to our email, which is hello at raw and revolution.com. We'll throw this all in the show notes. Um, and just for taking the time out to review the podcast, we're going to actually send you and ship you a book. So definitely, um, I mean, while supplies last, but we have quite a few. So, and if for some reason we run out, just we have in our pipeline, a lot of different giveaways. So we are definitely showing our appreciation for people who are reviewing because it just helps other people find, um, you know, the podcast, it helps other people who will get value out of this. It helps the right people find, um, the right podcast. So 
we would love it if you would pop over there and we'll send you a beautiful little thank you from ourselves. Absolutely. And we will post about this episode on Instagram. So let's keep the conversation going. Anything that comes up for you, any questions, we would love to hear from you. And that is raw and revolution is our Instagram handle. And then if you want to submit your review uh, to our email, it's hello at rawandrevolution.com. And that is all spelled out. So we'll put that in the show notes so you can reference that. Yeah. Wishing all you beautiful souls just a bright and love filled day. And just remember that when we all connect into our raw truth and our raw power, a revolution of soulful women will be born. Hell yeah. And tag us and your new decks. We'd love to see because I'm always searching for new <laughs> decks. So let us know what you get because we might want to get them too. What's another 10 more? No. Yeah. I can't ask All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you later. Bye.